Today on Awaken Agile, we talk about the day in the life of a Scrum Master. What are the activities that a Scrum Master will do and perform during a typical day? Because we think not many people really know what we do during the day. We hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. Here we go. I thought I'd just send you in, Adam. You know what? You know what I've got in my head? I watched a little, what do they call them? Little Snapchat or TikTok or whatever of Chad Smith. He's the drummer from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, he's great, isn't he? He's awesome. But he's drumming to a Dua Lipa song and I cannot get it out of my head. Huh. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Did you watch that drum off with Will Smith and Chad Smith? Yeah, so funny. Are they brothers? Because they look so similar. They they should be because they're almost twins. Yes. Oh, and it's not Will Smith. Will Ferrell. Will, yeah, Will, Will, yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Gosh, Fam- that, famous that comedian. funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to learn how to play the drums. You still can. Stuff. You still I can. Know, I, yes, 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 I still can. Yes, I am not, uh, I'm not in the earth yet <laughs> or whatever method of... Uh, Removal from the world I'll be given. That's an interesting thought, Adam. Self-removal. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, you should get an electric kit and uh, get some YouTube lessons and you'll be surprised how quick you'll pick it up. Mm. Good fun. I'm it's worried about my um, ability to coordinate. You'll learn really slowly, one thing at a time. We start with the hi-hats. And on the first beat of every four counts, you did you hit the kick? Mm-hmm. And then you on the second beat, well, the third beat, sorry, you hit the snare. Mm-hmm. And how long before on Chad Chad Smith? Uh, a good fifty years. Okay, I don't think I have that much time left. <laughs> I don't think. You never know with technology these days, Adam. <laughs> Implants. I'll be a cyborg. I'll be. Uh, what is it? What are we? What are, robot. Are we coach. rambling. We're rambling. To yeah. Yeah. We're robot rambling. coach. Robots. Right. Robot scrum master. <laughs> Terminator. Terminator. Scrumborg. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We're gonna start a comic. All right. Um. <clears throat> We've been enjoying going through some frequently asked questions on Google about Agile and Scrum. And one of the things yes. was kind of what does a Scrum Master do? And it got us thinking about a day in the life of the Scrum Master. So oh. we should probably talk about that. What do you reckon, Adam? I think that would be nice. What does a Scrum Master do? So let's go, let's peer through the curtain. You know, when you rock up to work every day, mm. what, what, do you, what do you do? What does a Scrum Master do? Just find someone to have coffee well, with, really. Well, while the developers are developing, you know, <laughs> I've got their headphones in and they're they're listening to Chad Smith play yeah. Dua Lipa songs yeah. while they're yeah. coding, you know, uh, and the product owners producting, schmoozing the stakeholders. Mm. What do we do? What does Scrum Master do? What do we do? I don't know. What do we do? 
Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, I, you mind if I kick us into it? I, if For me, obviously, I'm a scrum master. What do I do? When I'm starting the day, I I look at where we're at and on a daily basis, on a week sprint and project basis. So I'm kind of just mm. kind of zooming out constantly and then zooming back mm-hmm. in. So, mm. so what, what's on today? Cool. Yeah. We've got these things, these ceremonies, whatever. Um, are we prepared for them? Let's make sure that we've got the right stakeholders in or, or we've got the agenda set up right. Um, we're making sure we're trying to get value out of them. So I'm thinking about that stuff, but then, okay, how do they looking at the board? How does this work align to the goals? How do these goals align to our project? And how's the project looking? And is there any kind of um, future blockers or impediments or dependencies that I need to start thinking about? So kind of zooming out and zooming in again, and then I'm back into my day-to-day. That's kind of how I will like to start my day. Yeah. Uh, if I'm if I'm listening to this, and I'm, I'm probably going to be thinking – what are, what are the so what are the activities I'm doing? So yeah, yep. I'm like you. I'm, I'm exactly like you, and it's come, it comes from hi- previous history when I worked in event management, and I'm trying to set up for the event. Like I I like to get in early. I like to be be in before people start arriving. So I'm in the office, you know, probably before eight o'clock. Um, or I'm at my desk before eight o'clock, and I like to be set up for the day. So. Yep. What does that mean? As a scrum master, I look at what tickets we've got going. I want to know what the team are going to be working on for that day based on the stand-up from yesterday. I want to be prepared. You know, Have they finished anything? Have they not moved any tickets? Are there any tickets that aren't moving? They're kind of stagnant. So that when we do get to stand up, I'm prepared. I'm ready to go. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, this, this, this story seems to be, you know, hanging around for a bit. Is there something wrong? You know, is it yes. blocked? Is it? Are we waiting? What are we Okay, so then I can prompt the team to to talk about. Okay, what's our focus for today? So I like to be prepared for that. Then, yeah, like you, Zoo. What else? What else could jump out from behind the bushes and scare us today? Yeah, I like to be prepared for those kinds of things. Um, is is there a stakeholder going to turn up and start asking questions, or uh, is there? something I need to do for the product owner so that sort of they're ready. Is there some sort of a, a metric or a report that I can have prepped for them so that so that they've got that handy? Mm. Just yeah, just like to be ready for for, for whatever comes during the day. Yeah. And, check and my I, check my meetings, check my catch ups, make yes. Maybe jot down oh who am I gonna just check in on today? Exactly. And kind of uh, I, I like the um you know the Preparation for stand-up is probably the best thing you can do to start off your day is just getting that ready. As, as long as your stand-up is in the morning. I mean, if you're preparing for stand-up and it's at four find o'clock a dad, in the afternoon. Find a dad joke to tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> find a joke to tell or, yeah. you know, something to set the set the tone. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. So we've, got, <laughs> yeah. so we've got zooming out, zooming in, preparing for meetings, um, keeping an eye on the work. I suppose it also depends on what kind of ceremonies you have for the day. If you are back-to-back with ceremonies, then that's what your day is going to look like. And hopefully you've got capacity to prepare for those ceremonies. So you might, and, and let's let's dive into that for a minute. So let's pretend that your, your day is back-to-back with ceremonies. So you've got, I don't know, your retro in the early morning, uh, in, the, in the early to mid-morning. Um, 
what I'm trying to say is before lunch. And then and then you mm-hmm. maybe you have your sprint planning after that. Maybe it's that busy. Maybe even you have your sprint sprint demo on the same day. Like let's say it's that crazy. Yep. Um yep. you're preparing for retrospective and then you're you're you if you're trying to keep it different generally to keep it interesting. So so you hopefully you've prepared for that a day or two before. Um mm-hmm. so you're running that ceremony, you're following up after, um, and mm-hmm. putting in any actions in the board if you need to. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting ready for sprint planning. Um, and so that's potentially working with the product owner on, hey, are we clear on all the prioritized backlog uh, so that when we go with the team and, and making sure the team is prepared. Team, have you had a look at the sprint, next sprint yet? Uh, do you do you know what we're going to be looking at for sprint planning? Are you clear on the work? Was Is there any surprises since backlog refinement? Update your capacity. Have you written, have you written your stories? Do you need help with those? Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. So that all that's that's all that's all part of it. And and then you get you're heading into sprint planning and hopefully you've made sure that there's value out of that sprint planning. The team is clear on what they're doing. And if they're not clear, so sometimes sometimes you go to sprint planning and it's been derailed. Maybe there's this new piece of work that's come in and they've had to talk about it and you've gone, okay, well, sprint planning has now been derailed. So maybe you need a new sprint planning session just so that the team are clear on what they're doing. Because the most important thing is that you know, you got the right work in the sprint and you're clear on how to get through it. So if you don't get that kind of value, then you're going to have to find a way to get it. Otherwise, they're going to be frazzled in the sprint and they're just going to be constantly concept switching and, and not knowing what, what to do. So I think being really clear on, on those ceremonies um, and then after yep. that, you would you would have, you know, you'd be prepping the board, getting ready to start the sprint. What have I missed so far in a couple of those things? Ah. Oh. Uh, I'm just, yeah, you're right. So the ceremonies be prepped for them. Yep. Be ready. Have your metrics ready. So, example for sprint planning, know what was delivered sprints, so that when inevitably the team overloads their next sprint, you can tell them, "Hey guys, in the last three sprints, what's going to change this time, so that yep. we deliver more in the next sprint." Yeah. You know those those kind of revealing questions. To the team, you can have those ready for your ceremonies. I'm thinking other things you might do during the day. Mm. Uh, so you might have dependencies on other yep. teams or groups. So you might be talking to other scrum masters across other teams to check in. How are those going? You know, are they still on track? Are they not on track? If they're not on track, okay, well then you've got to bring it back to the team. Um, that's one thing. Yeah, you got what other ones. You got all the team mm-hmm. stuff. All the team stuff that mm-hmm. we neglect, yeah, all that we forget, we can forget about. You know, how many times, how many one-on-ones you have with your team members, and how big? Mm-hmm. If you've got three teams, how are you juggling that? Are you having one-on-ones with everyone, or are you? Yes, I was going to. I was going to mention that. Go. Uh, if you're scrum mastering for more than one team, take everything we're saying about what we what you do in a day, and then double it or triple it because you've got double the team. Yeah. Yeah, and and the hard thing with that is um, conflicting priorities, a lot of clashes because you have the yes. the, the concrete ceremonies, right? And if you have uh, if you're bound by geographical challenges, and you have to mm-hmm. have all your meetings in the afternoon, um, mm-hmm. and you got three teams that have to do that, then that's going to be a challenge. Um, yeah. You have yeah. to sometimes pick and choose which which you do yeah. events you go to. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and, so then as a scrum master, you, sorry, you go. No, well, I was just going to say, 
you, you're going to have to make sure that you empower the team to the point that they're not going to need you for that specific specific clash, you know. Yeah, exactly, which is a kind of segue into what I was going to say, which was you probably have to identify someone in the team that can act on your behalf as a Scrum Master. So then you're training them Correct. to be a Scrum Master as well. Yeah, and that's no small move either. Um, yeah. You're trying to find the best value and best pass on the best knowledge you can, best bang for buck, while they've <laughs> also got, you know, full capacity. Like they're they're completely bogged down with all their work. So what can you show them? What can you teach them? Um, that'll be most effective. Mm. You could throw the book at them, or you could try to tailor something. Yeah, exactly. And you you don't want them to blow up the team. No, in your absence. Yeah, uh, yeah. as well. So um, yeah. I got some more things I'm thinking of. Go. Can I just fire them out? Mm-hmm. All the work you do with the product owner, you know, you're 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 ne- negotiating with the product owner, working with the product owner, um, understanding their vision, so that you can help bring that vision to life in the team. And and you're working at the backlog and making sure sometimes you're whipping the product owner into shape because the backlog's a mess and it's like, oi. You haven't looked at the backlog for X amount. We don't have any sprints that are prioritized. You know, what are you doing? Or there's, you know, you're talking about dependencies. You're constantly working with the product owner. And it's not just about the work either. You're working with the product owner about the team dynamic um, and the culture. You know, how do we want to behave around the team? When we need to pivot, how are we going to approach that with the team? And and often there's a lot of coaching done with the product owner. And so I, I definitely have spent a lot of time coaching product owners and, and working with and, and I've been coached by product owners as well. Um but it's a it's it's a constant uh give and take with leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of time spent doing that. If you're doing the right thing, there's a lot of time spent doing that. It's a relationship. You've got to maintain a healthy relationship just like all your other relationships. Cool. Good. Yep. Um so we've got what have we done so far? We've prepped for ceremonies, we've coached um the product owner, we've had one-on-ones with team members, we've um, transferred some knowledge to someone else. And what else are we doing in our day? We're collecting data. We're mm. building building metrics. Yeah. There's also something which is really important, which we often forget, is keeping our acts sharp. Yes. So we might be reading articles. We might be looking at <clears throat> what's happening in the industry yeah. We might be watching a webinar. We might be just just to keep our skill sets improving. Yeah, constantly learning. Yeah, absolutely. Looking for new ways to do retros or different ways of running um, backlog refinement because the team is bored and they don't engage. So how can I do this differently to engage them? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff we're constantly trying to work on. And you might be. Um... You know some other big things you might be working on while there's nothing on during the day. You know if you if you're um, taking a team through a transformation of estimation, which you had to run, didn't it? At, you know they go, you're going from absolute to relative estimation. There is so much work in trying to embed that into a team that even mm-hmm. if you have no meetings on for the day, you are very busy. You are very busy mm-hmm. in acquiring information and data and helping teams understand the difference, putting things together, maybe packs or something like that, or, or just trying the best way you can to help them understand, but also um, collecting enough data as to why this might be the right decision. And maybe it is not the right decision. 
And so, and and then you're, you know, helping people understand maybe on an individual basis or on a team basis and you're having a, a few meetings around this exercise, workshops, all that sort of stuff. That's just one activity. Um, another thing that comes to mind is your planning, you know, um, if you're planning, if you're prepping for a big room planning event where it's a two-day planning or PI planning, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it, mm-hmm. there's a lot of work that goes into that and you need to tailor your preparation, your planning according to the team because every team soaks in information differently. Um, I definitely, I, I've, I've definitely had no success um, lifting and shifting a, a planning ceremony or, or a PI planning event with a new team without tailoring it to them. So you're designing that as well. There's a couple other things. Uh, and then while you're doing all all of the above, you may be learning a new tool. Yep. You know, you may be learning different ways to get automate the data that comes out of the tool or just uh whatever your ticketing system is. It may be new, it may have been changed. So you have to learn that and you have yeah. to be the subject matter expert in Correct. Yeah. in the tools as well. Yeah, you're the tech guy for Jira, Jira most of the time. Yeah. In the team. And that's fine. Um, as long as they learn how to do you learn the thing and then you you fix the thing for the team, but you make sure they know how to do it so they can do it for themselves moving forward. Mm, that feels like a lot. I still don't think we've covered everything. Honestly. I still don't think I, th- I still think there's a lot that we haven't covered. What else? Um, well, I'm thinking about um, you know, if what are you doing? Like we talked, we we spoke mostly about team level. What are you doing at an organizational level? How are you influencing stakeholders and leaders? How are you helping them see the story and the picture that's happening in your team? Are you doing any training for new scrum masters? Have you got a scrum master guild that you run? Are you doing any kind of onboarding and teaching for for people around how agile works? So there's a lot of knowledge transformation that's going on over there. Are you designing? something at an organizational level are you helping them remove blockers or helping them see the pipeline of work so are you doing are you basically doing scrum at at an organizational level as well and and that can be a big job are you facilitating big events and um helping make sure that they're running effectively you know for for the organization because often scrum masters are, are doing that sort of stuff as well so that's a couple other things that are coming to mind back into the team how are you organizing the team so that they're cross skilled and multi skilled? Mm-hmm. Yep. How are you getting the team to a point where there's no key person dependencies? You know, are, are you trying things like pair programming or mob programming or, yep. you know, what, what are you doing there so that if Fred goes on leave, everything doesn't stop? Slicing and decomposing the work. Are you looking closely at about how the work is being sliced? Are the stories running through the system at a, at a good enough pace? And if not, are you showing teams that there's a different way you can cut cut up the work to 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 make it more agile to to deliver something more effective um, in an incremental um, in incremental way? So so there's a, there's that side of things as well. And then there's understanding the work, you know. You probably want to spend some time understanding what, what the team are doing at some level of detail. Obviously, you don't need to be able to, you don't need to know the nuts and bolts, but as long as you can ask the right questions, um, you'll be able to help the team move forward. And then there's conflict navigation, what... Adam. 
What if there's conflict, conflict in the team? What if there's conflict in the team? That's your job done, mm-hmm. mate. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yep, conflict. Um, customers. Do you understand what customers want? Are you speaking to customers? I mean, it is supposed to be the purview of the product owner, but if you know, if you understand what the customer wants as well, then you can double up. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And and back on the metrics side of things, um, some metrics you might be able to pull from systems like Jira, and you might and you might be experimenting with those metrics. Some metrics you might need to count manually. You know, you you want to you want to measure something odd, something new. I don't know how what what a good example is, but I've definitely used Excel to count something, um, and I've had to go in and manually check. I can't remember what it was. Maybe I had um two projects on one board once, and I couldn't pull the data from Jira, so I had to count it manually because hmm. it was such a mess. Hmm. And so those kinds of things can take a very long time as well. So. Summing up, do we think all of that stuff is useful? And here's the, here's the million dollar question. Like, obviously, we do think that's useful, and the team feels it's useful. But a lot of this stuff comes based off a feeling and less than a, a metric. So, like, if the team delivers faster or delivers better value to the customer, they should be able to stand up and go, "We've been able to do that because." Blockers have been removed, and we've been upskilled, and the Scrum Masters helped do X, Y, and Z. And but but can you put that on paper and measure exactly? Scrum Masters done that, and that is a direct correlation to this. That's a little trickier. So the answer is yes, but it's a feeling more than it's a measurement. That's my answer. I can't stop thinking about Nanny McPhee and the Nanny McPhee concept. Where you need me, but you don't want me. But by the end of the engagement, you want me, but you don't need me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's that's the journey like a scrum master will go on. Like there's such a battle to get things because people don't understand, and you have to yeah. take them on the journey and all that sort of stuff. You're creating. But then when you well. when you're gone, mm. then when you're not there. It's like, oh, who used to do all this stuff? Oh, the Scrum Master. Yeah. Oh, we need them back again. Yeah. Well, they're gone. So maybe you should have uh, supported and championed them while they were there a bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's an interesting job, isn't it? It's. I remember when you first said to me, when you were my coach, and I, um, I broke the team a long time ago, and I felt terrible about breaking their trust. And um, I took it to heart, and um, and and we got through it, and and we came out the other end better. I remember you telling me, it is uh, it is the hardest job, <laughs> because you you got things like this. Sometimes you got the world on the world on your shoulders to carry. Um, and and when I was in that stage, you know, I couldn't sleep properly, all that sort of stuff. And that and that also comes down to professional maturity, you know, how much you take on and all that sort of stuff. But I think when you're a you're a scrum master, you care a lot. And a good scrum master cares a lot about the team. And and when things aren't going right, you, you can take that on. Yeah, anyway, what, what am I saying? It can get really hard. <laughs> it can get really hard. It's mm. not just, um, yeah, like you, you're fighting. I think you're fighting all the time for, for better behaviors and, and good habits and um, you know, better outcomes. Mm. Like you said last 
podcast, last episode or the episode before. It's a calling. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's a yeah. It's a calling. Yeah, because sure. you're not you're not always going to get the accolades and the awards and the because you're in the background. You're you're making sure everything's right. Yeah, for everyone else, so that the team team performs. Yeah, you that. You're, the, you're, the, you're cutting up the oranges. You're filling up the water bottles. You're Correct. Yeah. Making sure that all the all the tape is there for the tape person to tape up the ankles. Yeah. You're not front and square all the time. Yep. Absolutely. And and the less I have to do in, in the spotlight, like I got no problem facilitating meetings and and running um, sprint demos and showcases and whatever. Um, and yes, I'm, I'm in front of lots of people. But when my team can do it without me, I'm very happy. Not because I don't want mm. to do it, because my team can do it without me. Awesome. We've got to that point. Mm. You know, mm. I, I, I don't need to be in any kind of limelight. It's if, if my team is like, like my kids, right? If if my boy is is doing well at school, I don't want to take credit for that. I want him to take credit for that. Well done. You know, if he <laughs> if he's yeah. kicking a goal at soccer, I'm cheering him on. Mm. That's that's mm. what I want for my team. I think that we should end it on that positive note. Yeah, that was um that was fun. Um, we probably missed a few things, I reckon. I still reckon we've missed a few things. I, I definitely think we have. I think that <laughs> yeah, there would be people that could give us feedback on, but I do this and this and this. Well, yeah. yeah. Please do so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, if you do, just send us an email. It'll work in agilegmail.com or contact us on LinkedIn or chuck a post. Chuck a comment on the episode. We'll, we'll obviously, um, we'll have posted this on LinkedIn and um, add add your thoughts. On, on, on what you think a day in the life of the Scrum Master does. Should we give it away an award or something? For book. the best comment, we will give you a book. I've got books to give away. I don't know. I've got a gardening book. Um, textbook. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Good stuff. All right. Let's leave it there. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you got something out of that. And we'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. Again, we hope you got something out of that. If you um, if you had any questions, comments, or um, your opinion, would love to hear it. Um, any way you can get to us is easy enough. So you can email us at awakenagilegmail.com. You can comment on our posts or message us privately on LinkedIn, Jordan Bailey, Adam Murray. And um, and yeah, if, if there's any other suggestions you want for this podcast, uh, we'd also love to hear that. So so please don't uh, don't hesitate. Reach out. And, um, and if you haven't yet subscribed or hit the follow or the like button or whatever, uh, please make sure you do that because it helps our podcast out a heap. We've been going for a couple of years now, and I don't think we're slowing down anytime soon. And so we want to get this out to as many people as possible um, so that they also get some value. Hashtag be helpful. Catch you next week. Bye for now.